0: We are just about seventy-two hours away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Arizona and Florida for spring training, and we are your go-to show. It is fantasy sports today here on Sports Grid. We're going to have all your fantasy baseball DFS information, betting information, of course, here on the show every day, noon to two Eastern. I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock. Today is Davis's first day as co-host with me here on the show. We. Bid farewell to my buddy Joe Pizapia, who is uh, still here with the network but has moved on, and Davis is uh, filling the big chair today and going to be with me every day noon to 2. Davis, it's uh, it's great to be with you here once again as we start off this hour.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely loving it, man. Very, very excited to uh, get all of your insight for my fantasy baseball leagues, and I'm going to do my very best to keep up with waivers on this year.
0: All right. Well, now I know where the blame will go at the end of the year when I don't help you enough. I'll 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 do my best if I if I possibly can. I just actually got the notification that uh, so it was really interesting. Uh, I I really parse down my leagues. Like I am out on ten season long fantasy leagues, Davis, for some of the reasons that you've basically illustrated here. I got time to run like three or four leagues, and that's it. Sometimes five. So I got the notification. I'm back in the League of Alternative Baseball Reality, otherwise known as Labor. That draft is coming up in less than three weeks. So I'll tell you how I did and everything there. But I've been a member of the Tau Wars organization now for almost a decade. And last year, it was, uh, I think I had a bar mitzvah or something. I, a, a bat mitzvah. I couldn't go to New York. Now, no one went to New York anyway because it got shut down. But I had to drop out of my National League only league and then I got the email this year, and I was like, look, either I'm in or, I'm in that or I'm out. Like, it's the only thing I love is the NL only, and I'm back in. So that one will be in mid-March, both auction formats. Looking forward to that. Not a lot of drafting by me going on, but auctions for sure. Okay, a story for another day. Let's get to our headlines here at the top of the hour. Serena Williams. And going to be playing off tonight, uh, playing uh, Simona Halep tonight at 3 a.m. Eastern. So Brett will be up for that one, and he'll let us know how it went. Philadelphia taking on Utah. Miami at the Clippers tonight. Seven-game NBA slate. We'll have our fantasy standouts, of course. Tomorrow we'll also preview some of those games against the spread. Coming up with Adam Ronis, we'll talk about Atlanta and New York. That's one of the big ones tonight for us. Kevin Durant out two more games with a hamstring strain. It's been a rough go of it. Back for Durant, great start. And then missing time for COVID, tracing, and all this other nonsense. Virginia taking on FSU tonight in the ACC. Virginia top 10 team. Florida State's had a pretty good year with Leonard Hamilton. They're ranked 17th. And the Oakland A's bringing back you Petit and Sergio Romo, who Davis, you know very well from his Giants days, of course, and uh, and some great that great slider that he's had through the years. I can't believe he's still in the league after all this time. I thought that his last year with Miami was the end, and they ended up going to Minnesota and actually pitching pretty well there. And I'd have to go back and look. But I guess that Yusmeiro Petit, who started, if I'm not mistaken, with the Florida Marlins back in 2006, is one of the longest tenured pitchers in the American League, as as luck would have it. A, a lot of people don't know who he is, though, Davis.
2: Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he. You are right. He was with the Florida Marlins back in 2006. But then he also. Um, I I think that he went and played in the KBO. It might have been in Japan, but from 2000 and. Uh, 2010 to 2012 he was not in the league but if people remember he actually uh transitioned into a starter one year this was back in 2014 for the san francisco giants so he actually played uh some pretty meaningful baseball in his career and actually struck out 10 guys per inning that year as a starter so just always a a pretty fascinating guy remember i was just getting back into dfs then and Petit was one of the first guys who really confounded projection models because uh there was no meaningful sample to work off with them. so just always always the the funny things that stick in your mind having played fantasy sports for so long it's just weird that i even have brain space dedicated to use meryl petite
0: so 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 how many leagues will you end up being in do you think that by the time we get to april the first and, and when i say league davis i don't mean like you and i are doing a nice little fake league here on the show like like legitimately you care like it will be important to you. Will you get to five baseball ones? That's or that's a, that's a big number,
2: right? I, I hope not. I I hope for <laughs> I hope for baseball. I hope that I have three. I hope that I do right. two draft champions, either uh three hundred or four hundred bucks, um, and then one NFBC main event. Because I'll also you know as soon as the NFL draft happens, I will start doing NFL basketball sure. drafts. So I I. So I really, I really hope that I don't do like five, and I might because I'm in that time of year where I'm getting, uh, you know, overly enthusiastic about baseball, and I and I think right. that I love baseball and that it's the whole purpose for a living. So I, I hope that I'm able to limit myself to like three or four.
0: Yeah, and the same thing happens to me. What's interesting is that because I've been doing this for a number of years, and actually did the first fantasy baseball show on on satellite radio, uh, I still get like just random every year requests like. Like oh, it would be great to have you in the league, you know. Like it would be fun, and let's start over like dynasty style. It's like and it never fails, Davis. Like every single year, and I feel bad, but it's like no, like I'm just like done. Like I I want to be in just a few leagues that I want because honestly, in these expert leagues that I play in, I don't usually do very well. Like (laughs) I don't win them. I sometimes finish third, second, fifth. But you're playing against people who this is what they live for and they're in it every single day. And with me doing this and other shows and broadcasting and reporting and all that, like I'm just trying to hold my own. And if, if I limit myself to just a handful, I feel like my shot is, is better to maybe win one of these things. And that's, of course, what we'll try to do for you this year. All right. On that note, coming up next the odds to win the nba mvp is there any value outside of lebron james we'll talk to adam ronis about that coming up next also the atlanta hawks can they ride the ship tonight against the new york knicks and then uh, adam and i will talk about what justin Turner looks like for 2021 back with the don't go away
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends
0: and welcome back to fantasy sports today time to kick around a little nba talk of course you can find him on twitter at adam ronis over on fantasy alarm and on wageralarm.com he is adam rodis joining me now we're going to talk a little nba and also some fantasy baseball as the season inches closer adam it is great to see you here on this monday hope you're having a good president's day holiday what's going on
5: yeah man it's very busy right now lots of nba going on getting ready for fantasy baseball so it never ends it's always busy Yeah, it definitely is. And Adam, one of the best in the
0: business at all season long fantasy sports and uh, wagering as well. We're going to get into some of the games tonight, specifically the big one between Philadelphia and Utah. I know that that's the marquee game on the Monday night schedule. But uh, first quick, uh, Adam, I want to just get a quick one here on the MVP odds from you, because I know that you follow this very closely and so do I. And we've seen a pretty big shift here. As we take a look at the possibilities for NBA MVP, these are per the FanDuel Sportsbook. LeBron has really put himself into the driver's seat here over the last two weeks, Adam. He is now just two to one on the board here. Joel Embiid is now uh, plus 480. Nikola Jokic is five to one. Kevin Durant has fallen back a little at eight and a half to one. Steph Curry's moved into the conversation at ten to one with his great play over the last couple of weeks, and Luca has. Fallen back quite a bit here at 11-1 to At the Mavericks haven't played nearly as well as they were early on in the season. So, you know, Adam, that LeBron wants this, right? Like, there are some guys that don't want the MVP. They don't mm-hmm. care. They've won it once. They've won it twice. They're done. You know that he really wants it. But Embiid has put up a nice fight here. The Philadelphia 76ers are playing very well. But it's not really normal, I would say, with four months to go to have this clear a picture that LeBron James is this much of a favorite. Is
5: it wise to go anywhere else here, or is LeBron the clear-cut guy for you? I mean, you can go elsewhere, but I think you hit on a couple points, and I've been saying this for several weeks discussing this. LeBron James wants this MVP. He was really upset that he didn't win it last year. Right. And you can clearly tell. LeBron James has not sat out a game this year. We didn't think that going in. We all felt... Short off season, They got to the finals. He would be sitting. It's Anthony Davis who has been sitting, and he has been banged up. But I also think the Lakers have been cautious. LeBron James wants this MVP, and I think uh, he's probably well aware of the odds. I mean, I don't think he looks closely, but I'm sure people tell him. He's in the know. And I think because it's so tight, he thinks, all right, if I just go out there and keep playing the way I do, I can win this. So I think he really wants it. Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level. He's really difficult to slow down right now. The problem I would have as a voter is he sits out too much. Right. Whether it's maintenance or sitting out the back-to-backs, he's already listed as questionable for this game against Utah. Right. So that's something that bothers me as a voter. Like I, I don't want to see you continuously sitting out back-to-backs. Nikola Jokic has had a great year, but he's got to do better. Uh, in that first matchup against the Lakers, he wasn't good. I mean, the Denver had the lead, and they were completely embarrassed in the second half. I don't see Kevin Durant winning this with James Harden and Kyrie Irving on the team. Maybe Luka could come out of nowhere, but Dallas's defense is still awful. They've been better offensively, but usually you're going to give it to someone on a winning team. So to me, it's LeBron James's to lose. And you got to remember, two people who vote on this, there's narratives here. And the narrative is in favor of LeBron James, of what he's doing at 36 years old, taking care of his body, not taking any time off. And he's well-liked, I think, in the media, too. So you got to remember, when it comes to these awards, like people vote on it. So to me, and I've been saying this for weeks, it's LeBron James to lose at this point. Yeah, I mean, still a good bet, a hundred dollars to make two
0: hundred at this stage with three months to go. I, I mean, it doesn't really seem all all that unreasonable. Uh, and you're right, Embiid sits too much tonight's a possibility for that. Uh, Jokic, I think, ends up finishing second. If you had to, if I wish I could bet second because I would love to get the odds on him finishing second at like three to one or something like that. Denver has been fantastic. Okay, now let's take a look at tonight's games, and of course, all subject to change, folks. If you follow the NBA this year, you got to check in an hour before the game, and and you can get ahead with betting some of these lines in advance, but definitely pay attention, no question. All right, Hawks at the Knicks tonight, and Atlanta is a very slight favorite over on FanDuel, about one, one and a half. The total is 216. I, I feel like we know who the Knicks are. They're kind of like a 500 team, but i got to tell you, Uh, The Hawks have fallen apart, Adam. They just keep losing and losing. I think they've lost three games in a row and um, not really sure why. So they're, they're still favored, though, tonight in Atlanta. So are you betting trend here and going against
5: Atlanta tonight? Is there a total involved here? What do you think? Yeah, the Knicks have been one of those teams that you consistently bet the under. But the problem is we're getting such low totals with them that it's difficult. You know, the Knicks did go over in their last game against Houston and Houston didn't even score that much. Atlanta has been well under this year. Uh, they've been a team that, for some reason, the totals have been too high, but this is just such a. It's tough to take the under on a 216. Uh, the Knicks are, are a very tricky team uh, when it comes to wagering because they're so competitive. They play excellent defense. There's not many teams in the NBA. They play at a very slow pace, though. Um, so. I kind of lean towards the Knicks here as a home dog. Uh, Like you said, Atlanta's been really struggling. They've lost six out of the last seven. Uh, They looked like they were turning it around a bit. There's also been some talk, you know, that John Collins and Trey Young had some animosity. Apparently, they said it's all good. But this team is just, I think people overrated this team. They made a lot of additions in the offseason. I know they've had injuries uh, waiting for DeAndre Hunter to come back. Gallinari's been back. It's just, I think they just put everything together and people expected it to go smoothly and it really hasn't. And they were playing better defense early in the year, but they've started to fall apart. They've given up 125 points in each of their last two games. And even the game against Dallas, they gave up 118. So uh, the defensive numbers overall look good based on the whole season, but they have not been playing that defense lately. And the last game, Trey Young took eight shots from the field. Like what's going on? Like that can't happen. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And look, I mean, they look, both guys want the ball a lot. Collins and Young. I mean, maybe it's a matter of having to trade Collins. I mean, dare I say some team would love to have him for sure. But, uh, you know, it is that's that's definitely the dynamic I think that's going on with the Hawks. All right. So the marquee game tonight, no question. Uh, it It is Philadelphia at Utah. Nobody better in the NBA over the last two weeks than the Jazz, I believe, nine and one out of the last 10. They're six are six and a half point favorites against Philadelphia. We know the Sixers have had a phenomenal season. Best in the East. Total is 228, Adam. Is it just as easy as keep riding Utah? Because even with them winning, they're covering a lot of these spreads,
5: too. Yeah, they're dominating. I mean, look, it's easy to say that. I feel like at some point, this streak is going to end. I mean, pretty obvious. But they're 20-7 and seven against the spread. Yeah, Mike sick. Conley's been out, and they've still dominated. They've won a lot of these games by double digits. But I think Philly's legit. I know they're only 7-7 seven and seven on the road this year. That was a major problem for them last year. But I think they're a different team. In fact... They were fourteen and zero until recently with their starting five active. They lost two games in a row with those starting five to the Suns and the Trailblazers on the road, which you know are good teams. I mean, the Trailblazers have had a lot of injuries, but you know, I, I had Philly in that game, so I was surprised they lost with that starting five. But if Embiid plays, I'm taking Philly with the points here. Uh, you know, both teams are really good. Philadelphia's defense is good. Utah is, I think, the only team in the NBA that's top five in efficiency on offense and defense. But Philadelphia is really good, and I'm not going to let these last two games, uh, these two losses, affect it. So as long as Embiid plays and it's a good battle with him and Rudy Gobert. uh, And we saw Utah the other night actually against Miami. They struggled. I mean, they could not hit threes. Uh, They were fortunate that Miami has been a team that just cannot score points right now. They've been better since Jimmy Butler returns, but they've just had a really difficult time scoring. Utah is one of the best three-point shooting teams. They have four guys on their team that average at least two three-pointers per game. So they're rolling, but I'm going to take Philly with the points if Embiid suits up.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good call because, look, I mean, Utah at some point at the end of the season, you can cover in the NBA 60 even, I mean, having an unbelievable season, 62, 63 percent. But at the rate that the Jazz are covering, and usually I'm a trend guy, you know, when they're covering like crazy you just keep riding it. But the but the lines it's gonna end. It, there's no way. It's just it's not. It's covering seventy percent of your games in
5: any sport is not sustainable. And and that's they, kind of they shot twenty six point one percent from three point range against Miami and still won hmm. by uh, uh, eighteen. I mean you that's not gonna continue to happen, especially against a team like Philadelphia with Joel Embiid if he's active and Ben Simmons has been excellent. Tobias Harris. I, I like the way Philly is built this year with the additions of Seth Curry and Danny Green. I think they're a better overall team than last year.
0: Yeah, and Curry was out for for a bit with COVID. He's come back. it
5: has been fantastic for them. Maybe maybe the acquisition
0: of the offseason for any NBA team, at least it looks like it. All right, uh, coming up after the break, speaking of acquisitions, a hot stove burning a little bit now. We've had a few signings over the weekend. We're going to get to it, Major League Baseball from a fantasy perspective. We're going to hit on that next with Adam Ronis. So make sure you stay on the grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish, and we'll be back in just two minutes talking fantasy baseball. So don't go away
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com walmart plus
3: members save on meeting up with friends
2: Music
0: welcome back to fantasy sports today each and every year it feels like i am battling my guest here in a fantasy league or two and unfortunately at the end of the season i'm looking up at him i'm i'm narrowing the gap and hopefully this will be the year that i end up beating him i think i've I think out of like 15, it's been like one time and it was like some nonsense league. But Adam is back with us here talking some fantasy baseball. And Adam, we're closing in on spring training here. And, and we did have some signings over the weekend. So if you don't mind, let's dive into this a little bit, OK? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's start off with uh, Justin Turner, who signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It is a two-year deal and he's going to be with them for sure the next couple of years. Based on the season that he had last year, the shortened season, his on-base percentage was over 40%, four home runs, 23 RBIs. His ADP over on Fantasy Pros, and when I talk ADP, for those people who are wondering what that is, it's average draft position. Uh, Fantasy Pros is is a way that we could go. Obviously, Fantasy Alarm has their rankings, too. No question. You could check them out. And also, the NFBC has live drafts going on right now. So usually, I, I, use, a, I use personally a combination of those three things. But Adam, I don't think that this was a huge surprise that Turner spurned the Brewers for a little bit more money that went back to L.A. And and this is the kind of thing where it's like if you draft it in the first two weeks of February, you always get that little discount with players that are free
5: agents. But Turner keeps doing it and and doing it, 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 it pushing 40 years old here. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, we I saw him as a Met. He did nothing. He goes to the Dodgers and just unbelievable. I mean, the guy – I fear him when I see him at the plate because he just mashes. He hits a ton of line drives. He's a great contact hitter. He'll draw walks. It's a great lineup there. Now, we know he's going to miss some time. It's just part of Justin Turner. You know, two years ago, he played 135 games. Uh, He's hit 150 games one time in his career. And that was back in 2016. So, you know, you're not going to get a full season out of him. But the Dodgers lineup is loaded. He's going to hit third, probably. And we saw him at 27 homers in 135 games two years ago. Now, we'll see about this new baseball and and what it means maybe that affects his power i still think there's still power upside for him but i'm a huge fan of justin turner because the other thing you know you're going to get from him is batting average and i think that's a category that a lot of people overlook listen to the conversations in fantasy baseball it's all about stolen bases and pitching runs and rbis and average matter and i think sometimes we don't look at average enough i think most players you just don't think oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get this guy because he hits for average turner hit 307 last year, 292 years ago, 312 the year before. He's a 292 career hitter. That is huge in today's game with so much swing and miss and guys hitting 240, 250. Because, yeah, you're going to get guys in the middle to late rounds that have power. But what are they bring to the table? Probably a bad average. So you're right. When players are unsigned, you get them at a discount. I've done a couple of draft Champions Leagues in the NFBC. I took Justin Turner, my last one. The pick was made about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, 13th round. So he's clearly going to move up now that he has a team and we know where he is. So yes, there's some injury risk as he gets older, but yeah, I love Justin Turner when you can get that batting average, even if he moves up to the 10th round to put at your corner infield spot, or maybe third base. Yeah. Justin Turner is a guy that I want on my team. Yeah. And if you look at some of the
0: third basemen that are being drafted in the NFBC right around him, just the simple fact that he's on a team now probably boosts him up a, a couple of spots. I would say, um, you know, the other you know, fallout from this before we get to some pitching here is is Adamon. I mean, with Gavin Lux at this point, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm hearing some stuff with him and they may, maybe don't like him or, or I, I'm not really sure what, what to say here anymore. But if Bellinger is healthy and Muncy's playing second, I know Kiki's gone, but they have Chris Taylor too. And Edwin Rios can play the infield also, like, I don't know. Like I, I held on the looks at him all last season, and he didn't play at all. Like, I mean, this is their highest-ranked prospect, but I don't even see a path for him at this point.
5: Yeah, it's tough at this point. I'm interested to see what they do with him. You know, I think you'll see Muncie at first base and maybe Chris Taylor at second. Taylor's a guy they can move around. Taylor had a really good year last yeah. year, and a lot of the underlying metrics are good. Uh, mm-hmm. And depending on the format and the eligibility from last year on games played, Taylor is a guy that— I would like him on my team because he's cheap. You you know, you want a piece of this Dodgers offense. So Lux, again, it comes down to how cheap he is. I did take him in one of my early drafts. He wasn't a target. It just he fell. I think sometimes you look at a young player like that, you go, okay, hopefully he impresses in the spring and does enough to earn his way into the lineup. But when we're looking at this depth chart right now, there definitely is challenges in order for him for him to get that playing time. It's not going to be handed to him on this team. Yeah, no, it wasn't last year. It didn't
0: even make the team out of spring training. All right, so uh, the our annual James Paxton, can he do it this year? Is is time again? Now he goes back to Seattle, where he had great success there, of course. And and look, in a short sample every year, Adam, you know Paxton looks like a Cy Young Award winner. It's just you know the consistency of throwing 170 innings in a season is almost never there. Last year was an unmitigated disaster. He just had to get out of there, and he signed a one-year deal with the Mariners. His ADP right now on Fantasy Pros, an extreme discount, not a lot of trust, and again, a lot of this ADP ranking, again, is on a player that had no home as of a week ago, so you can understand why people wouldn't take him until the 17th round of a fantasy draft, but I don't I don't know that this is someone I'm buying back in on, Adam. I know Seattle's a better, better ballpark. He had success there, so there's a comfort zone there, too, But, you know, I I like to deal in over-unders. And if you said
5: to me, James Paxton, 100 innings in 2021, it probably would go under. Yeah, innings are going to be a big thing with pitching this year with the shortened season last year. Now, Paxton does have 150 innings in two of the last three seasons, not counting last year. And I think that's what you have to do is you got to change your benchmark for pitchers. We know yeah. guys are going to get injured. I mean, especially this year it's obvious uh, we're going to Seattle might even go with a six man rotation I've heard like that they have discussed. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind too. I think getting out of Yankee stadium though, obviously is great for him. He's a fly ball pitcher and you don't want to do that in Yankee stadium. And we saw home runs were an issue the last two years. It was last year in Seattle. He gave up the most home runs, uh, 1.29 per nine innings in his career with Seattle. But It's certainly a good move for his fantasy value. Now, the wins are going to be difficult to come by on that team. They're not very good. Uh, So he's not a guy that I'm going to target, but he has had an ERA under four every year in his career outside of last year, which we can't count. It was 20 in a third inning. So, I mean, in today's environment, an ERA under four is big, and he can be dominant at times. And we're not talking about taking him in the first 10 rounds either. So once you start doing drafts and you see pitching late, you're like, oh, there's not much here at all. So I'm not saying Paxton's a target, but I think this is not a bad spot for him. It really depends too, though, on how how much he moves up. Uh, sure. So yeah, not a target, but I think he could put up quality numbers in Seattle. Health has always been an issue for him.
0: Yeah, and again, you're talking two thirty-seven. That's your SP four in a twelve-team mixed league. Like, I mean, it's it's not unreasonable at that point. And really, who does in fantasy baseball have four great pitchers? You, you just don't anymore in this day and age. So it's a fair point by you. All right, let, let's look at the ADP over on the NFBC. You said that you did a couple of drafts. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of being granular here, I think, on the show. we have, Spring training hasn't started yet. We're just kind of diving back into it. And I know a lot of people you know, certainly watch me for, for the fantasy baseball discussion. But I like to be transparent with it, kind of start from the beginning, work our way around when the hot stove is done. And here's the top five. For the drafts that have been done over the last two weeks here in February, and I think late January too, over in the NFPC, Adam, we have Ronald Acuna Jr. drafted first in, in in he's the overwhelming favorite in fantasy leagues this year to be uh, taken first overall. Fernando Tatis Jr. second. Mookie Betts is third. Juan Soto is fourth, and then for the first time that I can remember over the last decade, Mike Trout's all the way down to five. And I suppose that's just a simple. Guy ain't stealing bases anymore. <laughs> you can't have him in the top three. And the first three, definitely steal. I know Soto's had a 20-steal season as well. So uh, top five for you, Adam. Any any difference with your rankings or how you feel about these players?
5: Yeah, I mean, look, you're splitting hairs with all of them. It really depends on how you want to build your team. Now, you got to remember, in the NFBC, a lot of people play for the overall championship where you're battling thousands of teams. So if you come away... Without steals in your first pick, now you're kind of chasing a little bit, which right. is why you see Trout fall. I mean, I've seen Trout go 8-9 in some drafts mm. as well. You know, he's uh, a year older. Do they want him diving head headfirst into second and hurting his hand? Probably not. Now, he still has the ability to steal. He only had one last year, but he had 11 two years ago in 134 games. Trout, though, obviously, is an elite hitter. So if you want, you could take him early. Acuna's issue is batting average. Uh, we know he's got the power and the speed. Um, so you're gonna put yourself may possibly a little bit behind in batting average. He was two fifty last year, two eighty the year before, two ninety-three as a rookie. So two eighty one career herder, which is not bad, but you wanna try and get a higher batting average in the first round. We know Fernando Tatis has the five tools. We saw it, you know, two years ago. Oh, a small sample. Well, we saw it again last year. And Mookie Betts uh is a five category stud too. Uh and Jacob deGrom, I've seen even go in the top three in some drafts because pitching wow. is so yeah. tough this year, man. You're When you start to see drafts where pitching goes early and you see some of the names in the third, fourth round, you're going to be stunned. So, yeah, ideally you want to try and get that five-tool category guy in those first few picks. So, I mean, I think you can go either way. It depends how you want to build your team. Yeah. If people thought
0: that playing fantasy baseball last year was difficult, I've maintained
5: that this year could even be
0: tougher. We literally can't go off anything we've seen in almost two years. So it it is very difficult and and I'm looking at the NFBC third fourth round you're right like I mean Lance Lynn may end up having more value than any hitter in that round because you know this dude could throw 180 innings he may be the only one you know it's like trying to find those guys that as far as pitching is concerned that are going to be on the mound and make 25 30 starts is almost impossible you mentioned Seattle there's other teams too that are talking about six man rotation so That's why I'm waiting to do my big drafts here before I take that plunge. But I know that you'll be involved in it over at Fantasy Alarm. Of course, Wager Alarm for all the betting information for baseball, basketball, college hoops, NBA as well. Adam, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch up again soon. No problem, man. Always fun talking any sport with you, Craig. Yeah. I I mean, hockey could be next. You never know. That's where I
5: have to take an exit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the line for me, too, here on Sports Grid. Uh, All right, so uh, from here, we're going to go do a little fantasy reality coming up next. Two Baltimore Orioles pitchers once upon a time pitching in the same All-Star game. Would you believe it? Felix Hernandez and Matt Harvey, both in the same rotation? Are you kidding me? For 2021? Who will have the better season with the Orioles? Davis Matic joins me next. Fantasy or reality is coming up in just a couple of minutes, so make sure you stay on the grid. Don't go away.
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends
0: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish, my new co-host with me, Davis Maddock. We uh, forced him into having to co-host with me every day from noon to two Eastern, so he is here. And we're going to see Davis if you're prepared for our little end game at the end of every show here, and you know, sort of explain to you how it works. Maybe it's somebody's first time watching the show, and they may not know. So this is a fantasy show, but we also talk in terms of betting. We also talk in terms of reality. So essentially this is our opinion here, Davis, at the end of the show. It's it's true or false, but that's just too easy to say true or false. So it's fantasy or reality. I stole it from my previous job and didn't really ask if I could or not, but I'm I've been doing it here. We're gonna continue to do it. So Davis, it's a little game. There is no right or wrong. It's just your opinion. And you ready to play?
2: I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Very good here. Just <laughs> make it sure. I was, right. was unmuted from the break. I didn't want everyone hearing me eating my lunch. So, uh, there we go. There I, we go. Little technical difficulties times. from day one. I've,
0: I've, I've done that many times. Don't, don't, don't be ashamed. I've done it many times. All right. So Davis is ready. Is is everything is good. All right. So here we go. Fantasy or reality question number one, true or false fantasy or reality. Give me one answer, Davis. Matt Harvey. Felix Hernandez, both in the Orioles rotation. Really? In 2021? What is this, 2012? Fantasy or reality, Harvey will win more games than Felix Hernandez in 2021. I know wins are not an important stat anymore in baseball, but for the purposes of this segment, they're crucial. Fantasy or reality, Harvey
2: wins more games than King Felix with the Orioles. I'm going reality because... Matt Harvey is only 31 years old. So if you told me one of these two guys find some health, figures it out, you know, was able to get through 130, 140 innings, I'm going to say that it's more likely to be Matt Harvey. We're going to have a 35-year-old Felix Hernandez when the season starts. Uh, 71 innings pitched last year with a six-flat fielding independent pitching. Uh, I just I, – I think maybe this is going to be a thing where we see Felix, you know, two, three starts – The the shoulder starts barking at him and uh, he's out of the rotation. So I'm going to go fan or I'm going to go reality here and say that uh, Matt Harvey does in fact win more games.
0: All right. I love it because this is our first fantasy or reality disagreement in our first show. I am definitely going with a hard fantasy here. Matt Harvey has been a shell for six years. Okay. I mean, we're not talking about one year or two or three and Felix Hernandez made the Braves out of spring training last year. It just didn't work out for him at the end of the season. And uh, age, yeah, I mean, I get it, and, and Felix is older, you know, and Jamie Moore pitched till he was 70 as well, Bartolo Colon pitched till he was like 50, uh, big fat fantasy for me here, I think Felix ends up winning more games for the Orioles, I don't think any pitcher is gonna, either of these two guys are gonna be particularly good for the Orioles, and, and I don't think that they care. But Harvey has shown nothing in, like, Davis in, like, a decade. I I, I mean, I don't care how old he is. If he was, like, 22, it wouldn't make any difference to me. He's just shown nothing. So I'm going with King Felix here. Sorry.
2: Okay. No, that's fine. I mean, Harvey, he pitched for my Royals, and uh, he was terrible. He he was was one of the worst (laughs) pitchers I have ever watched. Last year, he was so bad.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it was ugly and it's a sad story too. I, would have, I saw him pitch in the All-Star game in City Field. Uh, I don't know Brett was there. Brett, Brett, Brett's been to every big event. He probably was there too. Okay. All right, let's move on here to the NFL. No NFL discussion here on this show. This is our first comment on the NFL. So many other things going on. Uh, J.J. Watt over the weekend was let go at his request by the Houston Texans. Boy, I can't wait till their win total comes out for 2021. Give me the under on that, no doubt. Uh, Okay, so the the, one of the rumored teams is the Green Bay Packers. Davis has had some time now to think this through. So we're going to throw the Packers out there for a Watt destination. Has a Reggie White-esque sort of feel to it, I think. Fantasy or reality, J.J. White, Watt, excuse me, will sign with the Green Bay Packers. Fantasy or reality?
2: So I'm saying this is a fantasy one. The Packers don't like to spend big money on free agents. That just goes against what they do as an organization. They prefer to keep guys. You know, they're they are one of the teams every year that re-signs uh, a lot of their draft picks to contract extensions. But also, I think the most likely landing spot, and this is not reflected in betting markets, by the way. So I think this is a little bit of an edge. I bet you that Jerry Jones has been on the phone with J.J. Watts Mm -hmm. agent since the minute he became available. It is the most perfect Cowboys signing ever already there in Texas. You know, Jerry loves to sign these free agents from other teams. The Cowboys are the exact opposite. They they send their draft picks out to pasture, and they sign free agents at pretty much every single position. It's it's their whole organizational philosophy. And then the other team that I think he has some pretty strong chance of ending up with is the Buffalo Bills because they desperately need – some help on the edge they they could use you know 600 snaps from jj watt maybe more than any other team in the nfl right now so i i think that those two teams specifically look like good landing spots for jj watt
0: i I like i like both options i will agree with fantasy on Watt going to the packers but it's the easy go-to for me here on this one i got two teams i got tampa bay of course Got. I mean, you, you want to try to win a championship, you go to Tampa Bay. Shaq Barrett, I guess, will probably be gone. He's got to get paid. J.J. Watt slides right in. Boom. Uh, I got Kansas City on the other side. I mean, if, if you want to win and win right now, don't you go to one of those two teams that were in the Super Bowl a year ago? Uh, I, I think your suggestions are good. I, I think he ends up on a winning team, and I think that he wants to try and win a Super Bowl and win it fast because, let's be honest, I don't think that we'll be mentioning J.J. Watt's name in three years. I think it's like a one- or two-year thing. I would be sad to see him end up in like a like a Denver, you know. Like I mean, that would it's kind of feels like it could, that could happen. I, w- I would not like that. So uh, I will say fantasy along with you on the on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, okay, now really to the big moment of truth for Davis Maddock here. Over the weekend, it was the huge announcement: the royal family expecting another baby. Davis, I know that you were all over this, tweeting about it, watching it on television. You couldn't wait. I know that there you know you had odds on on when the baby was going to be born and where and the time and all that. Megan, Megan and and Harry, they got a new baby coming here Davis. And uh, the rumor is that you're all over it. So fantasy or reality, you're very big into the royal weddings and the royal babies. Fantasy or reality?
2: I gotta, I gotta sell this one. This is a fantasy. I just, I can't find, I can't find the hours in a day. You know, I got all these, I got all these prop bets going, Craig. I got a a weight loss bet, prop bet going. I got a reading prop bet going. And there's just, there's not enough hours in the day to play, you know, 19 slates of DFS, draft my fantasy baseball teams and, and keep up with the royal family. It's just one of those things that I've had to let go in my old age.
0: Old age. Well, for well, I want to get to a couple of those things here first because this is our first show together officially, and there's things that I don't know about you that I'm learning as we go, as you'll learn you'll learn about me as well. Uh, uh, you're big into royal weddings and babies. This applies to me too. This is also a fantasy. I, I understand that in the UK, that of course this should be a, a huge thing. I mean, it, it makes sense, but. People in the states are also really big into this and it and it seems like there are uh, groupies for so the royal family and when they're going to have the baby and there was all this controversy remember with uh, Meghan Markle I, I I'm aware of it I am not into this at all like it just doesn't matter to me like in, are people in like Denmark and New Zealand super in, into the presidency here of the United States like it's not even your country you don't live here so uh, I am just out completely on this and uh, it is a fantasy for me, so we do agree on that one. And and I don't, and I would say that I do have some time in my day. It's not like I'm betting like you on all the futures markets and the props and all that. I'm not. I don't do that nearly as much as I used to. It's more of me taking care of my kids and doing things like that. But yes, fantasy. So what what is, what is this weight loss? Why well, I don't get it. You do This is brand uh, brand new to me. What, what happened? Would you put on something during the pandemic? I have no clue.
2: Oh man, like all of us, I I put on I put on you know some uh, some winter weight during the pandemic. Except it wasn't winter weight; it was just I I what wasn't going work? to the gym anymore. And yeah, yeah, we we packed on we packed on some uh, non going to the non going to the gym pounds. And and one of my buddies was also looking to shed some weight, so we we set up a prop bet uh, from December first mm-hmm. to April first. Greatest percentage right. of body weight lost. And uh, yeah, I gotta say I I'm probably uh winning I'm, i gotta be a huge favorite in this bet if this was trading on the FanDuel sportsbook sports book right now i would say i i'd got to be like uh you know just a gigantic minus 500 favorite or something like that
0: what, what what was the number was you said percentage was based off the total number what if you don't mind sharing that information
2: yeah, so it, it was just based off of we, we each did an initial weigh-in on December 1st, and then it was greatest percentage of your body weight loss. So I weighed in at 186. I'm down to 159 now. So, wow. for, so for him to – I don't remember his exact number, but basically – uh for my buddy to win and he he's a he was a bigger dude he'd have to lose like i think like uh 55 pounds or something like that to come in as the winner right now and i just i just don't know if he can quite get there i, I think i i think i got this one locked up
0: yeah that sounds good I, I i mean 186 does seem like a big number for you it seems like a big number for me too you and i are not That's
2: big the quarantine way, man i didn't do anything i didn't move i i barely moved my body for months
0: yeah, yeah, I have a treadmill. Luckily, here in in my house, that like got way too much way too much work. It's like the only thing that I was able to do. Now here in Florida, it's a little different. Able to get outside. The the other thing was the reading. What was the? Time? I didn't under, know that you were a big reader. So what what's that about?
2: Well, I actually was an English major back in the day at uh, Kansas State University. That was what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to uh, I wanted to write books, and uh, you know that this this fantasy sports thing kind of got in the way, but. The, the prop bet is you have to read 30 minutes every day, not on the Internet so you got to read a, a physical book or on your Kindle or whatever, uh, 30 minutes a day every day uh, and then you know the, the winner of the bet is the uh, fewest days missed. Um, so if you, if you missed one day and the other person missed three, uh, the, the person with one missed day wins at at the, uh, the conclusion of the bet.
0: And how are you doing there?
2: I missed. I missed uh, one day. I I just I completely forgot on Christmas Day. I I ju- it just totally like it, you know I I missed my alarm. Didn't do it. Yeah. So I, I missed on Christmas Day. So one day missed since December first.
0: I don't I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of, Davis. You can't hold that against you. Missing on Christmas Day. Please. I mean, no. I think you're no, good. No, I mean, Well, listen. I mean, we're learning a, we're learning a lot, Davis, about you. I know that we've only done. I think one previous I've, we've done other stuff together, but I think that we've only done one like real previous show together. So I, I think that you know we we did well today, two hours and. There's only one more thing left to do. Have you thought about your first sports grid 60? Do you have a good topic for everybody when we come back after the break? Oh, yeah. Got it?
2: yeah, I know, I know exactly what we're going to be talking about. I'm very, I'm very uh very ready for this. I mean, that's that's perfect for me. Just firing from the hip. You know, don't don't put it down in the agenda. Just uh get it down there off the top of the head. That's where I that's where I do my best work.
0: All right, excellent. All right, so. That's coming up next here on Fantasy Sports Today. We got the Sports Grid 60. That's on deck. Now on tomorrow's show, our friend Josh Cohen is going to join us here on the program. As everybody knows by now, we talk sports cards weekly here on the show. He's with PCSportsCards.com. The sports card market just, I mean, I can't figure it out. I don't understand it. I don't think anybody does at this point, but it just continues to go up, 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 and up. Uh, We also got uh, one of the cards that I submitted to him back. So our long-awaited reveal of the 2015, I think it was, Donruss Christian card, we'll have that for you tomorrow as well. So make sure, I know that's like scintillating stuff. It'll bring you right back here onto the show tomorrow. Maybe not, but either way. Uh, Also, we'll hear from Marlon. You know, Derek Jeter on the program tomorrow. He ended up talking today to the media about how many fans you can expect in 2021. He gave a specific percentage on that as well. You know I'm into percentages, so we'll have that too. All right, uh, make sure you stay tuned, stay on the grid. Davis' first sports grid 60 is next. Let's see what he's got, so stay tuned. Be right back
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends
0: As always, we end the show with a little commentary. It's called the Sports Grid 60, 60 seconds of good commentary. And my new co-host, Davis Maddock, has his topic for today. I'm curious what it is. So, Davis, fire away.
2: All right. So I want to talk about something happening in European soccer because on you know, my podcast, my shows, we don't get to talk about Soccer very often. So I want to specifically talk about what's going on with uh, Liverpool soccer team right now. They were the champions of the Premier League last year, the year before they won the Champions League, basically the best team ever, and they are on a horrible run. Of form right now they have lost four straight league matches i think for the first time in you know decades at this point they have a great manager by the name of of jurgen klopp and i there started to be some criticism of this great man jurgen klopp and and my my only point is uh just we should we should take it easy we should take it easy on my main man jurgen klopp because he's been he's been dealt with uh just an incredibly difficult difficult schedule all kinds of crazy injuries and everything and and the gambling point here is i'm looking to buy the dip on liverpool in their future matches you know getting them at some much more equitable numbers in their matches in the english premier league moving forward
0: i was not sure where we were going there but now i am very clear we gave good advice there on uh, on football aka soccer aka glad we have davis here for that because i am not your guy All right, so I'm going to end the show today with some disappointment, unfortunately. I was very much looking forward to the Daytona 500, and NASCAR did such a great job last year getting back on the track, and we talked about it all basically off-season. We had nothing to talk about, but we kept doing our NASCAR previews. But what a nightmare. The Daytona 500, look, I understand there's no roof, right? Like there's no stoppage for weather, but a huge crash at the beginning, a caution at the end, and... 10 hours for one race like that's your super bowl oof sorry daytona 500 congrats to 100 uh if you bet on 101 winner that's for sure beyond that not so great that will do it for our show today thank you of course to brett danny and ryan james over at ltn for my co-host davis Maddock, i'm craig mish Look forward to seeing all of you tomorrow at noon eastern right here on sports grid have a great day everybody see ya